1: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed.
0: It is a great honor to once again welcome back to our show, Jason Kristoff. I consider him to be an amazing teacher, self-sabotage coach. He's somebody who really understands what is happening in the world. And the appearances he did in our program last year were some of the most downloaded and amazing responses so jason thank you so much for being with us today
1: oh it's a pleasure ryan thanks for inviting me back on
0: thank you and uh, real quick everyone can learn more about jason by going to his website jchristoff.com also jason has a number of different courses that he's doing Um, can you at least talk a little bit about that at the top
1: yeah for sure like if anybody wants to whatever i talk about today if people are interested i can teach them more for free you just get on my email, uh, private email system. They can email me at info at jchristoff.com. I have various home study programs and I see the public sort of in groups two to three times a year, and they can find all that on my website, jchristoff.com. I do certify people to become overcoming self-sabotage coaches, and I do perform Live for groups who want to overcome their personal self sabotage. Both of the courses, live courses, are a lot of fun. A lot of people attend, and I make sure they leave uh with a lot of information they wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. Excellent.
0: And I'll testify to that. I've taken those courses, I think it's one of them, and it was absolutely amazing. And one thing I always point out is you have an amazing ability to kind of gauge the reality of where we are, understand why people are being pushed and hurted. So in the past year, uh, you talked about, well, actually, you released your predictions for 2024. One of them is the uh, the big boom as far as the economics go, uh, Big maybe a big crash coming. It uh, seems like we're getting more tyranny. But based on what you are seeing in the outside world, what kind of environment is changing that's guiding people towards a certain direction? Where do you see humanity being collectively herded to at this point?
1: Well, I think it's I think it's the same direction that it's ever been. It's just sort of, they're just sort of accelerating it. They're pushing people toward more sedative substances. Like this Mm. is what's going on with the the drug use, the alcohol, the chemicals. And there's reasons for that. Like say in Canada, uh, you know, that totalitarian tiptoe that David (laughs) Icke talks about, they have legalized many years ago, uh, marijuana from Mm. coast to coast. So that's like one step. But six years before that, they the federal government took, I think it's tens of millions of dollars to tell people the Canadian government had established the new healthy drinking guidelines. And the healthy drinking guidelines would be fifteen drinks per week for men and mm-hmm. ten drinks per week for women. So and this is and you know, that was six years ago with the alcohol increases that, you know, the federal government is encouraging people to drink. And again, I'll get to the reason why they're doing that. Then they legalize the marijuana coast to coast. And when I went back to visit um, my adopted hometown of Cornell, Ontario, Canada, there is uh, there's weed shops everywhere. There is uh there's there's some land that my friend owned and I saw he had sold it and there was a big sign there's like weed depot oh. coming soon
0: <laughs> weed depot
1: weed depot and I don't know how big this place is going to be but the bigger the weed shops get are, the more numerous the more you see you know these downtown cores starting to look like war zones people are defecating urinating in the streets sleeping in ten cities it's all part and parcel of destroying the fabric of our society but th- the next step is what we got going in British Columbia, Canada, they have legalized any drug, so heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, meth, ice, I mean whatever whatever you got on you, hmm. if it's less than 2.5 grams and they don't even enforce that, you can't be arrested. And now Toronto, Toronto, Ontario is trying to take the BC model and try to implement it in Ontario. So that it would be legal legal for anybody to do drugs absolutely anywhere. And again, so this hurting effect, I mean, the, the reason they want everybody on the drugs, which is one of the main directions they got everybody going in, and they did it in our generation. And people don't notice when, if you fly out of the womb into one of these psyops, they're everywhere. So you're automatically acclimatized. You lose your perspective. You think it's normal like alcohol getting sold on the airplanes, alcohol in the mini bar, alcohol in every restaurant, big Taj Mahal liquor stores in Canada that that are funded by the Canadian government. Like you and I are around the same age, I believe. And to us, that's normal. Like to our grandkids, Mm -hmm. heroin, fentanyl and cocaine are going to be normal in, you know, in British. Well, it's going to be Canada wide, now, the reason they do this, like this this one facet, you know, and if people want to save themselves, they have to understand these pathways to where we're getting driven. And if they don't understand these pathways, they're, the, the herd of human sheep are always going to be driven over the cliff. The reason they're doing this, Ryan, is because mind control is like the second pillar of dominating the the human cattle down on the human farm. And when you use standard mind control techniques against a hundred people that aren't toxic, that aren't poisoned, that aren't sedated, that aren't screwed up on these psychoactive drugs, psychoactive just means substances that affect brain function, you only can capture with any sort of mind control campaign, you can only put around 30% of the population under deep forms of mind control. But they found that the more you, you know, infuse the public with these psychoactive drugs, uh, substances that interfere with brain function, you really upregulate, you capture a lot more fish in the net, in the mind control net. And this this is sort of the general direction of where we're going, because it's not really the group that's dominating us. They do change plans here and there. Like the, it, it's not a straight line for them. They will ebb, they will weave, but what they need and what they always need to be doing to the public is poisoning them back into the Stone Age, encouraging their use of psychoactive substances and then, you know, using the media, of course, we've talked about this before. The word media is the name of an ancient country. I mean, if you Google, just put media, the country in Google, and you'll see, oh, wow, media was a country. And if you go back and listen to like Michael Tessarian or David Whitehead, you'll see that media is where they home the fine arts of mind control, one of those... Fine arts of mind control is it's easier to mind control weak people that are poisoned. So this group is always using their one-two punch and mind control is upregulated by poison. So mind control is the, sort of like basically their first pillar of dominating the human mm-hmm. cattle down on the human farm. And then also, not only does poison upregulate mind control, the mind control people to consume the poison and to volunteer for, because it all has to look like it's coming out of you. Like you're making the decision to stand in line to get the shot. That's the, you know, if they showed up on a Friday night and You know, they walked in with an 80 inch TV and said, excuse me, excuse me. And we're just going (laughs) to drill this into your wall. And they hook up the cable. Then they grab your wife and they pin her down and pour some wine down her throat. And in the morning, the same Gestapo government staffers show up and pour coffee down your throat, which is one of their favorite psychoactive mind control drugs. You would catch on. You would be like, you know, I don't know why I'm getting this free 80 inch TV. I don't know why they're holding me down and making me drink this alcohol and saying it's healthy in moderation. What's with this coffee? I don't like the taste of it. I feel kind of groovy after it's done. There's something nefarious going on here. Mind control is very important in controlling the human sheep because it has to look like you're doing this stuff voluntarily. It has to look like it's you going to the vaccine clinic. It's you going to the coffee drive through It's you watching Netflix. It's you smoking the weed. It's it ha- And so mind control is very simple. Repetition is 85% of mind control. And how, so how do they make you drink alcohol? How do they make you drink coffee? Well, if you ever watch a movie and take time to keep thinking Thinking state is beta brainwave state. And I'm going to ask people to watch movies in beta, which means pay attention. And alpha is the slower. It's like half speed brainwave state. Same brainwave state as hypnosis. Same as what's called transfer induction. And when you watch uh, an entertainment based screen production, you're an alpha. So you're getting hypnotized. And that hip, hypnotic sort of brainwave state means your your subconscious is counting all the coffee cups, all the takeout coffee cups, all the coffee mugs, all the espresso, express, espresso machines on the back counter, the percolator coffee machines on the back counter, noticing the coffee shops in, in the background, and your subconscious mind does this so fast it downloads billions of bits of information a second now this subconscious mind that i'm talking about which a hypnotist accesses which your government accesses Mm -hmm. which your tv shows access which the movies access its base operation is love it loves you it wants you to be safe it wants you to be secure now the process by which it makes you safe and secure as it repetitive content. It knows human psychology better than you. It knows that most humans, like other humans that act, talk, and think like they do. So the subconscious, the reason accounts repetitive content, it knows that the most repetitive content taken in through your eyes and your ears, usually, not all the time, but usually, reflects what the bigger herd is saying, thinking, or doing, And this is where the subconscious does the magic. It makes you live out and adopt that behavior as your own outside your conscious awareness. The same thing as a cut healing, menstrual cycle, your hair growing, your sperm dividing. You don't have a say. You can't speed it up. You can't slow it down. You can't turn it off. So this defensive, loving, posturing process of counting repetition and then adopting it as your own is going on all the time. The people who rule you make sure that they'll, they'll have their boardroom meetings of the thousand psychopaths and mental defectives. And they'll just write on the board, what do we want them to do now? And someone will say, we want them to inject poison into themselves. Then they phone up all the people in Hollywood and say, okay, Mm -hmm. crank out the zombie movies, crank out. I leave the world
0: behind. Watch your analysis on that. And that there are a lot of references.
1: There's a lot of of coffee coffee in there. There's lots of 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 alcohol, plenty of alcohol, plenty of terror and fear of, you know, a terrorized uh, mind. White people
0: are evil too. White people are are, are very evil in that movie.
1: Yeah. Like Kevin Bacon turns on Mm -hmm. them. Right. And you know, no one's helping anybody. It doesn't make any sense. They're just trying to prime us for how, you know, basically humans take scripts from their environment. And this part of the brain doesn't know the difference between screen time, imagined thought and what's happening in real life. So it's always learning. And if you're learning your life from Netflix, your life's going to go in a shitter. You're going to be overweight, addicted, confused, intellectually stunted, depressed, disoriented, dysfunctional. And basically, that's whatever they put on the chalkboard, which changes time to time. They know just up ramp the repetition, hack the subconscious mind pathway, and the human fish will go. You know, that's what they call it, schooling to the mm-hmm. school of fish, mm-hmm. controlling the repetitive content of the kids when they're in school. The the, the humans will go wherever the repetitive content is because this is like a heart rate this is like any other natural function in your body is you you in order to survive have a lot of defense mechanisms inside you mimicking the repetitive content of your environment is a defensive uh, mechanism and it runs 24 hours a day whether you like it or not and if you don't know the difference between the truth and fabricated reality based on repetitive media exposure you're probably taking the shot, you're mm-hmm. probably thinking red wine is healthy in moderation. You probably think statin drugs are for to lower your cholesterol. You're probably thinking microwaves are convenient, and you're probably thinking your TV's there for entertainment. These are all lies. the oh, reason guess, yeah. you, you, the reason you believe them is because of repetitive content. and like if you think injecting poison into yourself will make you healthy or improve your immune system. Like you're like you're you're foobard right out of the gate. And my parents injected the vaccines into me. Now they know they, you know, my mom's almost my biggest fan. Mm. She, she gets very nervous when I'm getting interviewed because she knows she bought into all this lyria as well. She was a victim of the mind control and thank God they only had like six shots to yep. inject me with when I was a kid. Because now they have, like in Canada, in the first year of life, they give you 12 needles that include 25 different vaccinations in the first year of life. And in America, it's, I think, 17 injections in the first year of life that comprises 28 vaccinations. These vaccines, I can tell you, after 30 years of research, None of them have been proven to increase immunity in real-world populations. None of them have been proven to make you more resistant to disease. The only thing they've been proven to do is increase dysfunction in the slave class because poisoned people are weak. Weakness is the base of mind control because mind control is about me, the controller, making you comply. So it doesn't matter, you know, if I'm the abusing husband, when my, when I tell my wife to do something and she does it, it's based on my, the power differential, that's mind control. So basically if I can inject you with poison, make you eat poison, brush your teeth with poison, t- think poison is medicine. Mm-hmm. You're so weak. I could tell you, go circumcise your kid. Go inject poison into your kid and because you're so weak without knowing it, you don't know you're intellectually weak, financially weak, physically weak, emotionally weak, spiritually weak. You have no idea what you're doing here on the planet. You think you're just here by random happenstance because some biology teacher told you that. If you're that weak in all those key five pillars of strength areas, you'll go inject poison into your own kid and you'll you'll lie to yourself you'll lie to your kid you'll lie to the people down at the coffee shop that's mind control and it's based on weakness and the reason they want you poisoning your kid is the same reason they want you poisoning yourself is because mind control is based on weakness because the more weak someone is the more they comply with the command of the mind controller
0: well i love that answer thank you for being so thorough and uh, it's very obvious i mean look at some of these films they're very much into predictive programming but i want to share some of you that i actually haven't shared with the listeners before and that it's been over three months since i uh had a drink i I, i'm done i think i'm pretty much done and i was having uh, alcohol every day and i did it for a number of years and it's kind of strange like when i stopped my, my body more or less stopped it and i was just so surprised at uh, how much my cognitive function increased and how um, emotionally stable things became. And, and I, I think, I, I'm not going to say, I'm, I think out in the future I may have another beer or something, but I just don't have any desire for it. And But then I'm I'm looking back and I was listening to some of your other shows. I'm like, it's shocking at how much uh, it's it's pushed out there. But well, When the government's saying that it's legal, I, I don't know, I completely against the idea of the government telling you what to do anything and the idea that they mm-hmm. would put someone in a cage for putting something on their own body it's um it's daunting to me when it comes to cannabis. I read your article about why uh, the the negative effects of cannabis and uh, how it shrinks your it's called hippocampus 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 and you said you'd never met somebody who smoked uh, cannabis and was functioning and I I may be the very first. I'll say this why. <laughs> because when I wake up in the morning, I go get the sunlight, and I take a number of different supplements. I try to do everything naturally as possible. All right. I don't, if I, when I have cannabis, I don't do it to, to get baked. I just do it, I'd say like a little bit just to speed things up a little bit. I'd say it's just a, a little bit, I it's, and I don't care for it. I mean, I have like a little bit here and there. I, look, I kind of look at it as a supplement, but I wondering from your perspective, do you see any benefit to cannabis or any benefit to anything that would be considered advice if you use it a small amount, uh, because when it comes to alcohol, I'm really not, I'm completely on the idea that even in moderation, it's not good. But with cannabis, uh, I don't know. I think I I became a more, I I questioned things a lot more when I was on it. And even in those states of cannabis, I never succumbed to that mind control of what was going on out there. So I'm just wondering if you see any benefits to cannabis, if it's necessarily all evil.
1: I think when I did the, big article on cannabis which mm-hmm. anybody if they want to read that uh, and it was it was on smoking cannabis right mm-hmm. so all the research that was cited there was on smoking i'm not too sure uh there there was some research from this doctor dr reese that did there was one link in there that i didn't add commentary to that did talk about ingesting it is also, um, cancer causing and genotoxic. So if anybody wants to sort of get that, it's mostly an approach to say, look, let's look at the research in regards to it, smoking it. Now, is it good for me? The thing is, is when you research alcohol or mm-hmm. caffeine, cause I look for patterns, so I don't, you know, I the videos I put up inside that article, one of them was from like 2016 or 2017, Dr. Greger, and he was talking about the hippocampus. Now, for me, it sticks in my mind as a, rep, a repetition. So I wasn't really, and I'm like, and I know the hippocampus is there to store memory in regards, especially into reacting to danger. Because I also re- seen some weird experiments in my life there was this cat and they removed his hippocampus. And I'm like, well, what are they going to do with this cat? Like, Mm. what are they trying to prove here? So the cat had his hippocampus removed and there's a big piece of plexiglass. They were both in plexiglass boxes and there's very violent Rottweiler in one box and the cat in the other box. They were big. They were more like cages, plexiglass Mm. cages. And the Rottweiler was literally trying to, I didn't think the cage was going to hold, really. Mm. He was trying to get in and destroy the cat. Now, the cat just kept looking at him and grinning. <laughs> now, this really stuck stuck in my mind. I'm like, mm. that cat can't react to danger. I have researched the group ruling us for a long time. I'm like, that would be, if I was in the ruling position, I'd really like my subjects not to react to the, you know, the barrel of a gun or the tip of a bayonet. Mm -hmm. That would be quite advantageous for me. And so that stuck in my mind as well. But then, so I knew marijuana shrunk the hippocampus. I know that you need a proper functioning hippocampus to defend yourself from danger. And then this new, this new book called the indoctrinated brain where the guy just, that's all he focuses on is the hippocampus. And he's been giving speeches lately or interviews lately about about the hippocampus. He had a a book on dementia that was a bestseller. Now he's got, basically, he's also saying that the spike protein, if there is one, I'm, I'm, I'm still hesitant if there is a spike protein, but basically one of the side effects of the injection is to destroy the hippocampus. Right. And and I'm like okay, so yeah. it's sort of a war on hippocampus. Now for me, me I I personally believe that the world is so far gone in the other direction of not having full access to the brain function that I mm. don't endorse anything that modifies brain function in a negative okay. way. That's my personal belief. Is that at this point in history. I think people should understand if they choose to drink, smoke, caffeinate or whatever, they're not only putting their lives at risk because they all these things target the hippocampus for what's called atrophy or shrinkage or lack of electrical conduct. There's no oxygen getting there, no blood flow. So they're like this. It's. Sometimes, like I was, I was doing an interview yesterday, giving trying to get people mm-hmm. to take action, and I said, "Look, you know, it's, it's not 1990. You don't have 20 years to implement this shit. You got like, tw- you know, you might have 20 months to implement this to a full stoppage for you to process reality as reality and see." Just how dangerous the government is or just how toxic these shots are or, you know, what you really got to do to save yourself and protect yourself and wrap your family and your loved ones in safety. I tell people for that, you need access to what God gave you. Stop dulling the neurological wiring that God gave you. God gave you that for a reason. It's the only reason you're here the only reason you're alive to to think that you can toy with that and survive this group who basically if you know this group i mean i don't even want to describe exactly what this group is because it would make people shit their pants and they wouldn't even understand the the explanation and you, you know what i'll give you something to chew on something all right. So that you can understand what yeah. this group is. Maybe you can take a little peek inside or can, I'll put a little seed in your brain. Look at the word ghost. What's the first letter in ghost? E. Right. What's the, what is the letter on the Freemasonic symbol? I don't know. It, you know the square and compass? Um, it's the right. Freemasonic emblem. It's a square and compass, and it has a G right in the middle of it. Pronounce take G away from ghost. Now, what's the word you have left? Uh, host. Host. Host of the G. Host of the dead. So people have to understand that if someone were to give a proper explanation of what's going on, or what's channeling the direction here, or what's controlling the people through the natural Wi-Fi that was here on this earth before the artificial Wi-Fi, they probably couldn't even comprehend what's really going on here. So... If people think that they're gonna survive something as bizarre as this sort of attack where whether you want to think it it's something mm. sort of uh electrical in the frequency field or you just think it's a bunch of psychopathic mental defectives trying to use mind control to to trick people into killing themselves and their kids I think it's, it's
0: demonic evil I think it's the demonic evil it's
1: absolutely demonic evil, but it's You know, it's, we haven't been told anything truthful about where we live, what's going on. And if the person, the person has to have a fully functioning brain complex to even hear a story like that, because they won't be able to wrap their heads around it. If they're standing in line and volunteering, like people like me have been screaming about vaccines for Mm. 25 years and before us, there's, there's books written from the, you know, mid 1800s, early 1800s. In fact, you know, it's, it's out there, but people are getting easily mind control. This group is very powerful with their poisoning and their mind control. They can make you do anything. If they can make someone 2 billion people wait in line to inject poison into themselves and into their own kids, they can do anything. And the reason they're able to screw people over to that extent, it's because people don't have access to the weaponry that God gave them. And it it doesn't make any sense to me that you would dull that down in this kind of fight.
0: At all. And I actually want to go a little step further with that. And that, okay, you've identified there are things that hinder brain function. I started taking something... Uh, about a month ago, I have to say, it's been really positive. It's called Genko. Yeah. And I got some uh, Dr. Daniel Amon. who was saying that, okay, that increases brain function. Cinnamon increases brain functionality. And uh, I like think Rosemary talks about that being powerful. Mm-hmm. And also I noticed getting a, an extra hour of sleep and I increases uh, brain function and uh, not stressing so much increases brain function. So, Absolutely. Uh, and I started uh, reading some of your, I think you had an article or one of your podcasts about your nightly routine And I'll tell you, Jason, it really had a profound positive impact. You're talking about getting rid of the blue light. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, can you please elaborate a little bit more on some of the things that you do to improve your health, anything that you personally advocate for people to improve their physical and brain function?
1: Well, I just tell people, if you want to start improving your health, it's best to sort of start with this very small book by Paul Check. And Paul Check is C H E K. He runs the Czech Institute in California. He is, in my opinion, the top health guru on the planet. And his book that will act as the anchor in anybody's health pursuit is "How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy." And this this book is sort of what I follow. Like I should not be. I should have my orange glasses on right now because <laughs> I have the ring light it's white light, it's blue light, um, but the sun's still up. So I'm going to saving myself a little <laughs> bit, but basically, you know, I get to bed around in Puerto Vallarta when I'm here eight thirty eight 30 or nine, I get up around four. Um, I'm drinking sort of, I'm fasting a little bit. I'm of, of course wearing the blue, blue, Blocking glasses, the blue light blocking glasses. I use fluoride free toothpaste. I have a chlorine shower uh, filter on my shower. Uh, I use the Sonicare toothbrush to make sure my gums are preserved. Um, I tan on a regular basis without burning and without toxic sunblock. I give myself check prescriptive exercise so I know how to prescribe exercise for my particular sort of body. Like I have one Mm. leg longer than the other. This is very common. It's called a leg length discrepancy. So I have very particular kind of exercise to deal with that. So I don't injure my back. I play tennis. Uh, I don't drink alcohol. I refrain from caffeine. I might have some chocolate maybe two, four times a year, but you know, that's just going to be in a dessert. That just happens to be the last thing on the menu that Mm. I might want to order. Uh, I don't do any drugs. I don't take any Tylenol. Don't take any Advil. I don't take it either. Yeah, and I and I eat only organic food. I drink glass bottled water. Um, I Wait. use only organic soap. I use organic hair gel. And this is the odd thing about this hair gel that I use. Like I'm 54 years old, and and my hair is still the same color it <laughs> was. I know. You know everyone is envious of you. Envious. Yeah, of you.
0: it's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm 45. And I wish I had your hair. I'm sorry. sorry,
1: Is that reversible, by the way? You know what? I've seen it reversed a couple of times and sometimes I haven't. But basically, I I tell people this is sort of like uh, trees growing and the Mm. soil has to be good. You know, the blood it's growing out of has to be very healthy. And even if I had an espresso, which might be twice a year, I can see the gray start coming in. Some and coffee? then I'm like, Whoa, stop that. What do you do? Like, you know, the everybody does go- it. Absolutely. Oh, coffee and alcohol. Like <laughs> when my friend, like, this is, this is what happens when you don't really drink coffee or alcohol on, wow. I only started drinking coffee for a couple of years from 44 to 46 when I was in uh, vacation in Greece in in Santorini. And then it just totally screwed me up and I'd had no idea how bad coffee was. I read Stephen Chernisky's book, Caffeine Blues, and it was terrifying. And then I started getting into the mind control aspects of the caffeinated brain because it shrinks the hippocampus too. And I'm yes. like, oh, shit, this is why it's everywhere. And and I experienced all that really manic dysfunction. And, oh, the, no. and it was just crazy. So And that's one of the other things, like this vanity part. I drank the espresso that summer. I would have it maybe... Uh, after like different meals down at the wharf by the blue water, and then toward my, the end of my trip, I'm like, Holy shit, I'm getting all this gray hair. <laughs> the hell's going on? So, it, yeah, if you poison yourself on a regular basis, you do accelerate the aging process, the hair is probably a good uh, you know cellulite fat gain wrinkles and stuff i got enough wrinkles but uh, i mean uh, pretty safe and you know thank the lord for the hair yes
0: oh yeah and also sugar too i didn't have, the, yeah. i've started pulling away from that as often as possible i used to be i mean at, at night i would always get uh urges to, to have sugar I, I have honey i have natural honey i don't know if that's necessarily a good or bad thing well i mean i feel really good when i have it but i try to cut it down
1: cut it down yeah it's a good baby step like you did don't forget it's about progress it's not Mm -hmm. perfection like if some of my clients were having two pots of coffee a day got them down to one pot you know you're not going to get this guy to quit coffee but if you can get them having less toxins it's not even the less toxins. It's the discipline and the self-confidence and the strength he builds knowing he can make a promise to himself and he can keep it. That's really important for him attacking bigger problems in his life. Like You can't control what you put in your own mouth. I mean, you're dead in the water in regards to big things like starting a business or starting a new website or finishing a course or even reading a book. Like if you can't make a promise to yourself and, and keep it and be truthful for yourself and build a relationship with yourself, how are you going to do anything in life? Really? Because even if you're married or you got a nice boyfriend or girlfriend, you got to promise yourself, you got to be true. If you can't even control you know, what you put in your mouth, your promise usually means absolutely shit. And that's when your whole life starts to unravel. Yeah.
0: I uh, appreciate you saying that. And another thing I want to point out is, I think, I feel like it's been more lately that you've really been calling out the beta males a lot. You've been challenging people and saying, you know, calling people out on their own bullshit. And I love it. I love it. And it's it's great. I think it's it's good. I think it's, Making people either step up or step away. Because at this point now, looking at where things are headed, you really do need strong people. You need strong men. You need strong women. So, the way you look at the world and the way you see people, what are a couple of things that they can do to become stronger? What can men do to become stronger men? What are things that men, women can do to become stronger women, become more stronger and able to resist this dark force?
1: Well, I we can usually talk to the men issue a little bit better. I mean, testosterone is a big plays a big part in how a man feels how strong he feels in his mental well-being. Alcohol decreases testosterone. Now, the reason people should understand why it does so the thing is when you drink alcohol or any toxin, so this is important people should know this. Mm-hmm. say you drink alcohol it's a poison that's why there's alcohol poisoning, but there's no cauliflower poisoning. So you're they're already admitting it's poison. Now, when poison enters your body, it does a whole bunch of damage. It rips tissues apart. It destroys cells. Like it's basically your internal organs look like Freddy Krueger's face on Friday. You know, Friday. What is it? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Right? It just this Everything's not supposed. To, it's 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 just ripped apart. Now your body. Got no problem with that. Sometimes you use your mouth as a garbage compactor, even down in the natural jungle 2000 years ago, you'd some poison. So the body says, Oh, I see some broken tissue over there. I got to make the repair. And then it decides, well, making repairs costs energy. What sort of tissue has the most energy? Is it fat? Is it protein? Or is it um, sugar, carbohydrates? Mm-hmm. well, the fuel source that has the most energy is fat. It has nine calories a gram. So if you're going to do this massive repair job that requires energy, you want a whole bunch of fat in the reservoir so that you have enough calories to make the repair. And if you're drinking all the time or smoking or whatever, destroying your internal organs, the repair has got to be done 24 hours a day. So estrogen is what produces excess fat so and your hormones are like directly related like if your testosterone goes down, it can allow your estrogen to go up if your estrogen goes down, your testosterone can go up there's this there's this a level that your body won't let any either of the two hormones get over, so you're drinking poison, you're damaging yourself, you need fat to make the repairs. That's why your body voluntarily and purposely drops the testosterone so it can increase the estrogen in order to produce the fat to make the repair on the damaged tissue.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I've never heard of that.
1: Exactly. So no, you know, no one's going to tell you that in Mm -hmm. school because it'll, and if you had mercury teeth fillings, it's the same thing. If you took the COVID vaccine or any vaccine or even the vitamin K, same thing. You took a Tylenol, same thing. You are drinking. Coffee, same thing. You get all this massive damage. And so your body's getting all these signals to drop the testosterone and, you know, keep the estrogen high because you need to be fatty in order to have this reservoir of energy to make these uh, repairs that you get from consuming, ingesting, or injecting poison. So for males, it's very important. Guys, if you want to, you know, gain some muscle with doing nothing, (laughs) Because if your testosterone's at a good level, you literally get muscular doing very little. And if you want that, you got to get the poisons out. You got to get the sugar out. And that's why sugar causes fat gain, too, because sugar is an acid. I mean, sugar burns through your teeth. What do you think it does to your stomach or the blood vessels? Burns right through them. So, of course, you're doing massive damage inside your body if you're, you're bringing in sugar. So, of course, your testosterone's got to go down. The fat's got to go up. The body's got to protect you from your moronic activity mm-hmm. on the planet. So for men, get the poisons out. Get the book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Paul Check will teach you absolutely every poison you've got to avoid, how to avoid it, And what it means to, you know, lead a real healthy lifestyle, not a bullshit, Mm. you know, food pyramid, Canada food guide, you know, white butcher coat from the doctor, fake health regime, like a real health regime from someone who's healthy. So that, it- that's what you're gonna get from Paul check. And the same for the females, if they want to get really healthy and f- for both genders, you're, you' you know, your big three are always the same. TV mm-hmm. is a military weapon. It's there to modify your behavior, control your repetitive content through the subconscious mind pathway. You watch that, you're gonna be broke, overweight, and sick. And you'll have no one to blame but yourself. You invited that vampire over the threshold. It will bring you nothing but misery. So if you have a TV and you're rooting your arse into the couch for two to three hours a night and your life's in the shitter, go look in the mirror. That's the organizer. That's who orchestrated it. You I told people on a a podcast, I think two days ago, that if I watch TV for three hours a night, it'll cost me a quarter million bucks a year. That's what it costs me. And if you ask someone, what's your TV cost you? They're like, oh, you know, I got a good deal done at Best Mm -hmm. Buy 700. I'm like, no, no, no. What does it cost you really in your dreams in your aspiration, in your goals, in your relationship, where you and the person you love are sitting there not looking at each other. You're looking at the screen, getting fake feel-good emotions from, you know, actors stabbing each other, killing each other. How is this supposed to be good for you and your relationship with your loved one? When you're, you're both sitting there, not even connecting with each other, just downloading all this mind control, liar the repetitive content served up to you by like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates Mm. behind the scene. Is this really going to make your life better? People have to give their head a shake and start tuning in and even keep watching TV. Come to my email system. Info at jchristoff.com. I'll give you stuff. No one else will give you slow drip you over time. It'll increase the positive content. That goes in your subconscious mind pathway, and eventually you'll get better. Just like Ryan, you know, you you learned a little bit uh, the the bedtime rituals, the blue light, the alcohol.
0: The alcohol was definitely a tough one. I I didn't, I I couldn't believe it. A year ago, I would have never told. If you told me a year ago that I I stopped drinking, I would have thought that was crazy. I used to smoke every day, and then I, I my body stopped. Right, and I think it's all part of the progress. I, I think cannabis, I probably will eventually stop. I, it just—I look at it like a again a, a little bit as a way of a. I don't do it to zone out, but you're to, to, you're to doing kind of good. On, you, and- see,
1: that's the thing. You're doing good because when you quit, your body loves it a bit more. of The brain turns mm-hmm. on, you get a little bit stronger, you get a little bit more testosterone, you get a little bit more awake. You start being a bit more curious. That's all. That's all we need here. We need everybody just to pitch in, right, inch by inch. We'll get there. And, okay. and I'll be honest with you, I've never seen so many people quit alcohol in the last uh, in the last year. <laughs> I, I, it baffles my mind. It really does. Like, it's my wish. But when my drunkest, uh, messiest friends <laughs> come up to me at Christmas and say, I, I haven't drank in six months. I'm like, what?
0: I, like, I love it. I think there could be two big factors for that. One of them was this video by Andrew Huberman, who explained, I think it was like 12 yeah, minutes, Huberman why you should, And I watched that video, and in my subconscious, something clicked over. I was like, I'm done. And then when the fiasco came out with Bud Light, I think so I many know. people were upset about that, and they just quit out of spite. And then Jack Daniels was doing something like that and all these other things. And I, and I saw it, and I was like, well, I'm not going to drink those th- despite that. Well, then I was like, well, I don't want to drink altogether and I th- maybe some people are moving away from it. maybe the elites uh, overplayed their hand with that stuff
1: oh it was so funny because i did see that on the uh, <laughs> epic times where the beer sales in general are down tremendously like people gave up the bud light because mm-hmm. of the trans trying to stick <laughs> the trannies uh, junk down everybody's throat yeah, not because
0: and, it's bad for you but because of that stuff
1: yeah exactly which i'm thinking <laughs> hey anything will do god works in mysterious ways right so and then they said it's not only Bud Light that's down. It's uh it's straight across the board. Beer sales are down, not as much as Bud Light, but they're down nonetheless. And I'm like, yes. It's yes.
0: really <laughs> so yeah. interesting this. yeah, some literally positive things are coming. You know, you've got some interesting rules for 2024. And I love this. One of them says your body isn't working if your your body isn't working against you and trying to kill you, diseases and a malfunction. And you also said government in trying to make your life better. Are there any particular rules that you think um, among those that people should know best besides you know, the, the TVs is there to
1: control you? I mean, doctors aren't health experts, hmm. right? The average doctor would lose a health improvement competition to a vegetable cart down at the farmer's <laughs> market. Um, you know, drugs, poisons can't make you healthy. Poisons don't work like that. And it is it's a war on God. You're God's creation. So don't be surprised when they're trying to take every metabolic function inside your body down. Because it's it's the way they strike directly at God is through you. Those are those are very important rules. And again, if you want other rules that are equally important and can guide you to better brain function, better health, better courage and bravery and strengthen your own life and discipline. Paul Check's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Cause that's, you know, people might say, Oh, Jason, you're a good talker. You tell a good story. You seem really strong. Your hair is dark for yeah. 54. It's all because of Paul check. It's all because definitely get his book. Definitely get his book. Cause you can, whatever brain function that's sort of wowing the audience, whether it's the ideas that are flying out of my mouth or how I'm saying it, this is natural. This is the natural way humans express themselves when they have full access to God's creation in the mind. And we need everybody being able to speak like this, to comprehend the ideas like this, to be strong, to be healthy, and then it just ripples out. Because your kids do it, then your, you know, your mates do it, your spouses do it, and then everybody's doing it, and then we can all pick out evil. Don't forget, evil is live spelled backwards. I mean, our ancestors were like, I don't know if they're going to be smart enough to understand what evil or darkness is. Let's spell live backwards. Anything that's anti-life is evil. So life needs to move. They lock you down. That's evil. They're killing people with these shots. That's the extinguish extinguishing of life. That's evil. Someone is stealing your money masquerading as government which means you might not have enough to buy food which means your life is in jeopardy that's evil we have to get to the position where we understand that anything that's against life or the general characteristics of living life forms is evil we have to process that and we can only do that with full access to our neurological system that whatever you want to call the crater but it's there to protect us, and people are running at it like they hate it. Yeah. And that's why they're in trouble, because they can't see that the wolf is in the sheep's clothing.
0: Hey, Jason, may I ask you two more quick questions?
1: Yeah, sure. I just got to be out of here at 5-2.
0: I'll be I'll, – I'll, we'll keep it to, to one uh, final question. Okay. I have been reading your blogs for a while, and I want to comp- I give you a compliment say that every time I get your newsletter – You always post several different links. You are creating a lot of empowering content. So I want to say thank you very much. Yeah, Because you're always putting out wonderful content consistently and you're always challenging people. So I want to say thank you for doing that. Some of the content you've put out in terms of predictions are parallel one way to Martin Armstrong, who we just had on. And then I see some parallels to the fourth turning. I I mean, you'd say history doesn't, there's a rhyme to it. And what I'm getting is that apparently the, the the these dark forces they're making the final stand to take as many people out as possible, and then apparently they're going to go away, uh, or it looks like there's going to be a, an era of a peace. Do you foresee that happening? Do you see that uh, this particular this event coming up or this next few years are evil's most intensive periods of time, and we're going to see a, a period of light afterwards?
1: Absolutely. And I just tell people, this is why the strength is so important. The five pillars of strength, emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, and intellectual. You got to build those because this evil group is hacking very viciously at the bottom of the tree. They're going for that lower 10%, still telling people to get their shots, still telling, you know, going after the seniors, going after anybody that's staring into the soft glow of the black magic screen device. Get your shot, wear the mask. Because of course, the masking causes the brain damage because you're not getting enough oxygen. They're going for that ten percent. I tell people, look, if you're getting chased by a bear at a campsite, you only have to, you don't have to run faster than the bear. You only got to run faster than the person that's running next to you. Mike Rupert
0: that, used to say that too.
1: Yeah, and you got to make sure, like you got to be financially strong enough. You gotta got some little bit of food storage. You don't have to go out in the mountain and hide in a cave or anything. But, you know, some weapons would be good. Some extra food would be good. N- knowing how to germinate a seedling so you can mm-hmm. plant some things in and around your area, that would be good. Learning how to can and preserve food, that would be good. You have to make it your life's work. But if everybody had a little buffer, and the strength is the main buffer, mental, like mental strength. People today think pain is a goblin. Pain isn't a goblin, pain it's is teacher. a guardian. Mm-hmm. And all my life, when I wanted to get moving with being successful and healthier, I, I turned into the pain. I leaned hard into the pain because even when you eat two meals a day or one meal a day, like I do, I get hunger pains. You go through them. There's there's benefit there, right? If you face pain and you run every single time, you run from conflict. A run from growth i mean people just turning off their tv they'll be in pain stopping their coffee they'll be in pain stopping their weed they'll be like oh my god <laughs> this is crazy?" Thing. right because they're like oh I'm in pain something's wrong i'm like no nothing's wrong the pain of there to guide you there's a pain teacher she's got all the lessons all you have to do is open the door she's always knocking on the door saying can i come in yet you're like, no, I'll take a Tylenol, I'll have a drink, I'll smoke a joint, maybe tomorrow. And they and they shut the door, right? The pain teacher patiently will knock every day. She's got all your answers. Open the door. And once she's in, she'll say, put on a pot of herbal tea. We're going to be a while. I got a lot explaining for you. Got a lot of growth you've missed out on for the past 20 years. So these things are very, very important. Pain is not a goblin. It's a guardian. It can lead you, you know, lead you to the promised land. And, you know, the quickest way to stay in pain is to avoid pain. Let it run you over, you know, right in the face. Open that blast furnace door and let the fire consume your whole. Let the pain train back up and run you over again. The only reason it's so painful is you haven't been listening you know, you think your education is from the schools or the universities or the college, face your pain and you'll learn everything you need to know about discipline, strength, success, morality and ethics in your own life, and then go out and teach people. Don't 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 go out and lead until you, you've led yourself.
0: So Jason Kristoff, thank you so much for being with us today, joining us again. Uh, I love the interview. You always provided profound, beautiful insights. A learn more about Jason by going to his website, jcristoff.com. Also, please sign up for his self sabotage courses and his other courses. Sign up for his newsletter, too, please, because you're going to see a lot of wonderful content. Jason it is awesome to be in your presence once again.
1: Thank you, Ryan. Always a pleasure.
0: Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our associate producer Jenny Lemisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at out And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace love and beers take care and thank you so much for listening